Hi, this is Erin with Rise and Thrive podcast. And today we're releasing one of our previous conversations that we had from season one. Uh, back then, the podcast was called Life Gets Better Now. Uh, but this is an enjoyable conversation Mary and I had about preemptive forgiveness, which is forgiving proactively when you know you're going into a situation where you might get triggered or angry or disrupted. So this is from back in 2016. We hope you'll enjoy this wonderful conversation. So uh, here you go. Little darling, it's been a long, long, lonely winter. Welcome to the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. On today's show, smile through the holidays with preemptive forgiveness. <laughs> I'm producer Erin Warhol, and I'm here with spiritual teacher, author, and forgiveness expert, Mary Hayes Greco. Hello again. Hey. So this is right in the nick of time. <laughs> the stores are filling up with yes, holiday gear. Yes, because as we are recording this, we're, we're entering into the... the uh, just before Halloween, they start going nuts with yeah with Christmas stuff, and uh, a lot of people start thinking about being with their families, or mm -hmm. what are we doing this year, or oh God, it's coming, or, right? Oh yay, it's coming. There's so many different attitudes about yeah. it, but but I would say that this is one of the premier times to feature forgiveness in your spiritual yes. practices. So I often do a little bit of forgiveness work uh, around the holidays because actually it's supposed to be about unconditional love, isn't it? It is. But, you know, for some people, there's difficult family relationships that have been on the back burner and then that gets moved to the front burner when they're all going to see each other again over the holidays. Or maybe you get triggered by something that you didn't even know was bothering you. <laughs> right. And suddenly you're just really irritated or annoyed or you yeah. feel like, gosh, my brother always did that. And <laughs> I always hated it when he did mm -hmm. that and he's still doing that and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, the people in our family are ours for a lifetime. Yes. we got to learn how to live with them. We're going to learn some things from them. Some of them we do need to avoid as much as possible, and mm -hmm. others we can learn how to enjoy the best yeah. that we can. And that really is the promise of the forgiveness method that you teach, that it sorts it all out. And so yeah. we're going to explore And the that. promise of the winter holidays, which are really talking about, you know, peace on earth and, yeah. and ha unconditional love for everyone. So it is a great opportunity to try and make that a for real thing and bring it alive. So when you talk about preemptive forgiveness. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that we know as, as um, the holidays approach and we know we're going to be with the whole gang on mm -hmm. Thanksgiving or the whole gang on Christmas Eve or whatever. Um, we know there's certain um, people that we don't like Mm -hmm. Or there are certain relationships where we do love them to bits, but they drive us crazy in mm -hmm. a certain way. Mm -hmm. And we, if we recognize what we've learned over the years about how it kind of how it goes, yeah. you know, what happens, <laughs> and then I get really tense, and then I have to like stomp out for a while. <laughs> if we remember these things, and we want to go in with a better attitude, we can forgive people ahead of time. Okay. So here's an example. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who's very close to her mother. She loves her mother. She likes her mother, loves her mother. They're fine, except Thanksgiving and Christmas roll around. 
And her mother becomes a different person. Her really? mother becomes, yeah, a type A, you know, <laughs> uber perfectionistic, stressed out, just it's going to be this way. Let's get all this thing together and let's make the this and let's go get the that and you have to do this and oh, don't do that. Her mother suddenly becomes a control ah, freak. Yeah. yeah so, so my friend describes this as her mother becomes this control freak during the holidays <laughs> and she doesn't like her. Mm. She doesn't like how she acts. She doesn't like being bossed around. She doesn't like the tension in the air. She feels like, oh, my God, and if I'm not there on time, my mother's going to start freaking out, and I've got so many things going on in my life. I need a little bit of looseness. I need to relax a little bit during yeah. the holidays. I've been working my butt off at work. I don't want to have to go and work at my mother's to do everything mm. right. So that would be an example is like uh, a certain family member just gets very uh, intense or controlling around the events and, yeah. and how it's got to go. So. <laughs> So my young friend has decided that, you know, I know this about my mom, and I'm we're close enough that I could actually talk to her a little bit about it yeah. and say, you know what, Mom, I know that you, know, you do an amazing job, and I know that it really helps if everyone's there by 4 o'clock, but I've... I actually just can't do that very comfortably, and I just need a little slack here, Mom. But if there's something I can do ahead of time to, you know, bring something along and make it easier, let me know. So she could do a little negotiation about it. But then the, to really, for her to really relax, she needs to release her expectations mm. that her mother would be mellow okay. <laughs> for the holidays. <laughs> so this is the essence of our forgiveness method, yeah. is that we are going to release expectations that are causing us to be tense, causing right. suffering or tension yeah. or stress. So if watching her mother get wound up mm-hmm. and get a little crazed look in her eye and and uh, get kind of tight <laughs> about this and that makes Emily get, you know, stressed, yeah. she has the opportunity ahead of time to forgive her mother for doing that. Because her mother is probably going to do that. She's, she's probably going to do that. Do she's done it before. She'll do it again. So if she, ahead of time, does a little sit down quietly on Saturday morning yeah. and does the forgiveness method and says, I'm going to forgive my mom preemptively yeah. ahead of time for being a nutcase during the holidays, then she can go and she can mellowly, calmly watch her mother be a nutcase wow. and love her the way she is kind of do what she can to be of, you know, kindness or service, but let go of, you know, being bossed around and and Mm -hmm. driven crazy by her mother's attitude. Well, and I love this because what you're talking about is taking something that in a lot of families, you know, from out of nowhere, suddenly we're hooked into something, we get triggered or somebody does something and it pushes our buttons and our button is pushed and then we have a reaction. But what you're talking about is kind of ahead of time, putting it out on the table with yourself. With yourself. Being more conscious saying, you know what, I love my mother. This isn't going to kill me, but I really don't like that. I, but yeah. I don't want to be tense. Yeah. So I'm going to let this go. We talked a while back on the podcast about... Um, a client of mine who forgave her sister, yeah. who always stands up and, and pontificates about how wonderful she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she commands all the attention in the uh-huh. room and wants everyone to pay attention. And she and she's kind of competitive, and she kind of puts her sister down a little bit and competes with her. And uh, and so my client did this preemptive forgiveness ahead of being with the whole family for yeah. um, mine and Thanksgiving, and. Um, and then when her sister did that, she just very calmly said a joke that wasn't cruel, uh-huh. but it sort of set a little boundary. Yeah. And it made her 
take what was happening lightly. And then the whole family kind of appreciated that too, that she didn't get into the dynamic with her sister. And 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 one of her brothers actually complimented her later about, wow, boy, you handled that really well. Because she's always putting you down a little bit, isn't she? And we, we, we let her do that. That's not right. Hmm, good for you that you you sort of set that straight. And she just did it out of the moment. She didn't think about it ahead of time. Yeah. Because she had spent an hour in my office, and we had really rocked it with forgiving her sister. Mm. And we did have to, you know, uh, we didn't kill her off or anything. <laughs> but we did have to really, you know, <laughs> yeah. ham it up with, with uh, getting some some of her anger out with her anger kind of bringing light to her he- to her hurt so yeah. that it wasn't just carried around in her yeah. person and also just you know having some humor with it like when you're with someone who you feel disempowered by yeah it's really good if you can laugh about that yeah it's really oh, good that's, that's the good. piece that's missing i think when you're in a relationship where you feel someone's always putting you down or they have some more power over you if, if you're able to step back and ham it up and laugh about it like you're watching two characters in a soap opera yeah then it just it just diffuses that dynamic well and so if you and we're going to go through we're going to do a review of the eight steps i think in a little bit here but what i think this is so powerful about is that we know we're hooked we know we get our buttons pushed but forgiveness your forgiveness method is really how we unhook ourselves from that trigger we do and And it works both sides it works with self-forgiveness too Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of us have, you know, maybe in the past uh, f- felt like, well, we weren't so thoughtful as somebody or we were, yeah. we were, we used to be mean to them when we were little yeah. and we still feel a little guilty, you know, still feel like, ah. And um, I just had a wonderful, wonderful experience of, of um, making amends to one of my siblings who I felt like I used to be mean to when we oh, were really? little. Yeah. And culminating in a period of time where for uh, a year or two, this person didn't speak to me mm-hmm. when we were like, oh. when I was like 22 and, and they were 17, they, this person didn't speak to me for a year. So, and every t- since then, I'm, we're talking like a few decades here, several <laughs> decades, yeah. a lot of decades. I had this little shine of guilt around mm. my interactions with them. And, and I, I just recently said, you know, I want to just make an amend about something that happened a long time ago. I really really care about you so much and I feel like in the past I've been very bossy and, and I was mean a couple of times and I just want to acknowledge that and say I'm sorry wow. you know that, that you didn't deserve that and I really really yeah. respect and admire you this person loved it they just they, they they listened very well they listened very calmly and respect. they're like okay well good well I forgive you well, actually, I remember that a little differently, and you know, yeah. it wasn't so bad, and yeah. you know, and it was great. The very next time I saw their name on an email, I wasn't guilty. I was wow. like, "Oh, I just feel love. Yeah. I just feel love." So you won't, you know, forgiveness and reconciliation like that are two different things. And right. there's lots of times that you're not going to have the uh, comfort level or opportunity to actually talk to your siblings about stuff, but mm-hmm. you can still forgive yourself right. if you feel like you were a jerk once or you feel like you embarrassed yourself one time yeah. and, and you're hoping everyone doesn't thinking about it every time they see you. Or right. You can forgive yourself and clear your own energy field about you that. You know, that's so funny. I had an experience just recently where um, there was somebody who was a friend of mine maybe 18 years ago and I hadn't seen her or thought of her in a long time, but I was watching a movie and, and there was a character in the movie that made me think of her. And I was like, geez, I haven't seen Melanie in so long. And when I thought about it, then I thought about like our relationship and how it had ended poorly. And 
I thought about it as myself now, and I had, I, I just had a more mature view of it, and I sort of went into a space of like, oh, I could have handled that differently, and I, I kind of went through the steps. I don't know if this would be pre- preemptive forgiveness, but it was sort of like I saw it, and instead of just like, oh, that makes me feel guilty. I don't want anything to do with it. I. I just approached it a little bit differently, and I felt like, okay, the me now would know how to handle that so because with more Because you are compassion. in a path of self-mastery, Erin yeah. Warhol. You are, yeah. you are rocking this well, life of yours, so, and you came across a sliver of guilt, and you yeah. decided, well, let's just take that out. Yeah, so I did it, and you know what, Mary? The next day, I had a Facebook request, friend request from her. I had not <laughs> heard from her in 18 years. Yes, yes, the magic and I thought, happened. What is that all about? You cleared the channel between you. I did. And it was all an internal thing. It was me with myself kind of confronting something that I felt bad about. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. So I I think preemptive forgiveness is a really great approach. So again, what we're talking about is forgiving another person or yourself ahead of a situation in which you're together yeah. so that you can feel less stress, so you can feel more comfortable, so you can be open to seeing the good. You can be uh, actually sharing some some caring and love in the holidays and not having these little stumbling blocks that you're yeah. tripping over. Well, and I bet, too, that if you do this kind of cleaning up of your own internal emotional s- situation – that if there is a need to set a boundary, you can do it a little better. You can do it with more grace or you can do it with more uh, just proactively. Simplicity. Simplicity. That's yeah, the where word nobody's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but where you you just, you know, smile and stand up and say, all right, well, you know, I'm going to take a walk. I'll ah, see you guys. Yeah. I'll see you guys uh, after a while. Good. You know, you leave with a white wave and a smile and you take your walk in the in the cool autumn air and you go, Jeez, oh my God. <laughs> okay, now I don't have to freak out about that. <laughs> That's, that was always my technique. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm quite a walker when I'm visiting <laughs> families. <laughs> wow, do I have a walking <laughs> walking habit. <laughs> well, and that probably, that movement is good and just as you're moving good, energy. Stepping yeah. away is good. The clearing your space is good. The resetting is good. So, Good. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing that people listening, if they're thinking about this, I, I bet people have ideas about who maybe they want to preemptively forgive. And so I want us to go through the eight steps again as a review. It's never, you can never go through those enough. You can never because... go through them enough because you know what? This is a new skill for most human beings. Yeah, never mind that forgiveness has been around as a concept for thousands of years. It's still a new skill for most of us. And, and we can still, always practice we more. We can always <laughs> practice more. So we're going to review those wonderful, sparkling eight steps of forgiveness. So That's that good. First, you, let me just say a few more things about you. Mary Hayes Greco is the author of two books, The New Kitchen Mystic, A Companion for Spiritual Explorers. I love that book. I've been through it a couple of times, and I'm, I'm actually going to give it as gifts. Well, this year. you know, you're my favorite customer today, <laughs> yeah, then. I, I hope you just run out and buy 10 of them and pass them out to your family members. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Your, your other book is Unconditional Forgiveness, A Simple and Proven Method to Forgive Everyone and Everything. 
And that book, I, I haven't given that one as as a gift yet because, because I sort of people feel like, will wonder. Yeah, <laughs> what are you <laughs> saying? What are you saying? You're giving me this forgiveness book. Yeah, Mary exactly Hayes. Do you mean Mary Hayes Greco is also the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training, and that is where you have just like rubber to the road. You have your street cred. We're doing it. I've got my sleeves rolled up. My <laughs> people are coming years. in. We're doing it for 25 years. We're doing it at every season here in the Twin Cities. We're doing it in different places because guess what? There's plenty of forgiveness issues out there and yeah. it is a joy. It is an absolute joy to watch people shed their burdens and mm. get all shiny again. Cool. Okay. So before we get to the eight steps, I want to acknowledge our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by the energy and the attitude of unconditional love. Unconditional love is there for you. It is in abundant supply and it wants you to thrive. Indeed it does. And by the new definition of forgiveness, forgiveness is releasing an expectation that's causing you to suffer. Very good. Okay. So how do we release that expectation that's causing us to suffer? There's a way. There is a way. There's a book about it. (laughs) Here's the way. And this way, this way of working through uh, tension or stress with other people uh, was developed by my teacher in her 45 years of sitting Mm -hmm. as a psychotherapist and watching people heal up a lot of stories. So these eight steps are time-tested. They're tried and true. And it goes like this. First, you're going to prepare to have a different experience, Mm. to have a a new kind of a time with this person or with this family situation. You know what? This year it will be different. That'll be good to say that intention. You know, this year it's going to be different. It's going to be nice. You set your will. Yeah, you put your will in place. This year is going to be different, and it starts with, first of all, I'm going to forgive my dad because he always does this or he always says that. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to forgive my mom because uh, she gets to be a maniac around (laughs) if the turkey just perfect or not, and she really stresses out about it and makes everyone else tense. I'm going to forgive my... um, Sister who puts me down or my brother who uh, I have absolutely nothing in common with. And, I, and that makes me tense because I'm mm. trying to find a conversation topic. And, yeah. And, and gee, we're really different, you know, politically and culturally. We live mm-hmm. in different parts of the country. Okay. So you're going to pick your person that where you, where you have reliable tension. Okay. And you're going to say, I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to clear this. All right, here we go. So you might picture this person sitting in a chair in front of you. You're mm-hmm. in a private space. You've got your your door closed and your phone off, and you've got your, your box of Kleenex and uh, maybe a, a cushion to kick if you want to <laughs> get a little irritation out physically. Yeah. Okay, so step one is I will I will let this go. I will have a new attitude towards you. I will forgive you for the differences we have. Step two is, again, you're picturing the person in the chair. You don't have the actual person in the chair. This is invisible. Mm-hmm. This yes. is magic. This is <laughs> imagination. So you, you imagine this person is sitting there, and they have to listen to you. They can't argue back. They can't leave. They can't leave. get up and leave. They cannot leave. They cannot, you know, start a fight. You get to sink into your irritation or your anger or your disgust or your, you know, judgments, pain. Yeah. Your, your pain. Sometimes this is pain. Yeah. And sometimes it's just difference, judgments. Yeah. Okay. You know? So whatever it is, you get to sink into it just the way it is. Lean in and say to the person out loud with body language, you know what? 
I am not looking forward to seeing you because you always do this, and I just feel like screaming yeah. when you do this. And Let I just want to say, shut up. <laughs> you just shut up about that? Oh, my God. There you go. There you go, bringing that up again. Just stop it. I hate you when you do that. I just hate you. I want to just you know, stand up at the table and, and shout at you and stomp out. So yeah. you get to, like, dramatize this. You get to, like, get your feelings the way they are. Or, oh, I'm dreading seeing you because mm-hmm. you always ignore me, and mm-hmm. it hurts my feelings yeah. so deeply. You connect with this person and that person and the other person, and I care about you, but you always are dismissive of me, and I feel really small, and I feel really sad and unimportant, and I just want to kind of curl up and, and isolate. And so in this space, safe space, you're really going into the emotion, whether it's sadness or hurt or anger. You're or, speaking vehemently or you're yeah. crying softly or you're crying hard or you're yeah. pointing and shouting and, and raising your fist or you're just speaking with some truth, you know, yeah. some emotional truth on the table. There's nothing wrong with saying to the empty chair about a family member, you know, I don't like you. Yeah. Truly, I just don't like you. I really don't. I've never liked you. I I consistently don't like you. These are the things I don't like about you. First of all, blah, 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 you know, and I'll never forget the time you did this. And I don't, you know, yeah. that I lost respect for you then. And so this is honesty. Mm-hmm. The kind of honesty you could say to an empty chair. Yes. Because <laughs> it is not going to ripple into a negative story or family wide. Yeah. You you're not gonna shout it when, when you've had three drinks too many <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over the fireplace, you know. <laughs> we're not gonna do that. Uh-huh. No, we're gonna do that ahead of time. Preemptively we're gonna shout the things that you might shout if you had three drinks too many and the person <laughs> did this thing again. So get that out of the system. At a certain point, and this will probably take you like ten minutes or twenty minutes, yeah. You feel a shift inside and you're mm. like Oh, oh, wow, that felt good to say. Yeah. Huh. Is there anything else? No, I think that was it. Hmm. You feel a shift, and you move into step three. Okay. And by the way, all these steps are on my website, forgivenesstraining.com, for absolutely free. Yeah. You can print them out. You can memorize them. You can watch a little video about them. You can, you know, just do, stay at home and turn your computer on and do this at home. Yeah. So, uh don't hold back. Yeah. Go forth. Or get the book, and we'll explain it you know, in depth to you if you're not sure you didn't quite get how to do this particular step. But in step three, we are now going to name as a positive thing the expectation we've been having. So my friend, um, my friend Emily would say, you know, Mom, I would really prefer, we're going to make this a preference, I would really prefer that you were easygoing during yeah. the holidays. But you're mellow not mom. mellow. Mellow. <laughs> I would prefer you were my mellow mom. Yeah. During the holidays, but you're not. Mm. Something takes over and you get very tense. But I'm not going to get tense anymore. Ah. But I now release my expectation that you would be mellow. I see. And she'll pause and she'll go inside and breathe and ah, just let that go. Let it be okay that her mom gets wound up mm-hmm. and feel her own relaxation and her own detachment about that this is the unhooking part right unhooking let the other people have their attitudes have their behaviors have their values have Mm -hmm. their 
their relative level of emotional maturity or not. Yeah. You know, because we have these expectations that our family members have the same level of understanding that we have mm. around emotional things or spiritual things. Yeah. We expect people to have basically the same politics that we have. Uh, we expect them to... Um, know kind of know the rules the yeah. way we know the rules we expect sanity we expect sanity <laughs> you know and so, and maybe we don't it, maybe feel you don't. that's you know a lot to ask but for some family members it might be it might be a lot to ask that they yeah. be sane because what yeah. if they have a personality disorder and yeah. it reliably you know does its performance it's yearly performance. <laughs> you can love that person more and relax and enjoy your holiday more if you release the expectation that they would be sane yeah. and that they would be different and that you find your own little way of seeing the good in them and stepping away or having a boundary if things get going in ways you don't like. Yeah. So, so we say what it is we wish and then we let them go. Mm. And then we move to step four, mm-hmm. and we give everyone responsibility for their experience. Right. I give you all full responsibility for how you act and how you feel and, and, and your own holiday experience. It's all yours. It's up to yeah. you. Everyone here is responsible for their own experience. And this, this is more unhooking. It's, it's yeah. putting it back at them and being clear on where that boundary is, where you start, start and stop and where right. they because start sometimes and stop. I know um, a lot of families, people worry about each other too much and they're trying to take care of each other like oh you know what so and so is feeling kind of sensitive about this so you better not do that yeah well here you've just taken responsibility for so and so right you know what if what if they're going to be okay with it what if they can set their own terms with people yeah. You know, so we have these different roles that we take on and <laughs> family roles. So I've been learning. I've been in recovery about that one. I am recovering <laughs> about not worrying about, does everyone feel okay? Is everyone yeah. all right? Do we all feel included? Do all, we all feel happy? Is everyone good with the plan? Are we all okay? Like, oh, my God, I wore myself out with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oldest daughter. Yeah, you know, of the of the sensitive family system. You know, it, it makes sense that you would have that, Mary, given mm-hmm. how you grew up and everything. But you do get to decide. Oh, okay, I'm I done am with that. Shedding that. I'm yeah. so done with that, and I am so enjoying these days being in groups of people and not doing that. Oh, that's I've great. Retired that role, and I just sit there and think, <laughs> I'm just a bozo on the bus here. With everyone else, <laughs> if anyone, you know is upset about something, they can just speak up. Yeah, exactly. They can just say so. I'm not going to, like, perceive that they're upset and speak up for them. Oh. So these Good are like job, family. Mary. Thank you very much. I love recovery. I love it. I'm becoming new. That's good. So that's step four, setting boundaries. And then now we move to step five. Step five is where we open up to our higher self, our spirit, for this to go well. Oh. For this event to go better than it ever did. Yeah. We open up to get what we need. We open up to bring in some harmony and some goodwill to Mm -hmm. the situation. We we don't know how this is going to happen. We open up to the best and highest good of this situation and we let spirit have some room to operate oh i love that yeah and, and what marvelous things happen when yeah i i got a little story about that i'll tell you in a minute okay. so <laughs> okay so we open up and then we continue going into the spiritual level and we seek 
that light and unconditional love of our soul, and we visualize this like this is beautiful sun over our heads that's full of love and light, and we bring it down into our being, and we wash this issue clear and clean. Yeah. And then we move to the next step, and we send it out to that person, send some goodwill out to that person yes. just the way they are. We tell them, hey, I send you this unconditional love, and I let you go to be yourself. And yes. I let me to go be, to be myself. And then we see the good in the situation. Mm. So, uh, and then it's easier when you see that person next to actually look at them and see the good because you yeah. have already gotten your complaint out of your system. You have. You have already, you're like laundered that. It's, it's yeah. gone and you've already ended the process by seeing the good in them and that's where you now begin your oh. dynamic with them next. And uh, so much... Uh, can flow from that one person one person bringing forgiveness and goodwill into a historically tense situation you know well and i what i love about it is it's self-contained it's not you're not getting everyone together ahead of time and announcing this is how it's all going to go and you know you don't have an agenda that you're bringing with with your family other than you want to have a good time and you want to appreciate them you want to have love and joy be the present that's great that's what we're talking about here oh yeah brilliant yeah so i'll tell you a silly story okay about an in-law because you know some of these family members we didn't count on we didn't grow up with, we, right. you know, they, they were like surprise bargains that, or they were <laughs> surprise, you know, exercises in patients or, yeah. you know, so in-laws. So anyway, one of my, one of my brothers-in-law is a wonderful man. Um, he's, you know, good hearted and um, caring and, and he's just good. But he and I have literally nothing in common. I mean, uh-huh. absolutely nothing, except for that we're in the same family. That's yeah. the only thing that's in common. We could not sit down and have a co- conversation about politics or spirituality or sports or uh, the neighborhood. It's all different. Yeah. You know, I'm not in his neighborhood. We're not in the same, you know, politics where he's all about sports yeah. and I'm all about spirituality. And neither of us knows the first thing about what the other person is talking about. Uh-huh. When we're passionately going on about something, the other person is like clueless. Like, I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. And so it's awkward because... You know, we're hanging out for, for many hours when I visit there and I'm maybe staying overnight at their house and we're coming and going and we're like, hi, uh, how are you? How was your flight? Uh, good. Yeah. Um, how's work? Um, good. But we don't have any context because we don't see each other more than once or twice. We just cannot talk. <laughs> and, then we, and, so, and we know this. This is like for, for like 20 years was, this was going on where... Oh, Okay, awkward. I'm in the kitchen alone with him, and I don't know what to say. And he obviously doesn't know what to say to me. <laughs> awkward. So one year we had this really hilarious breakthrough about it that has served us well ever since. And I think I actually did do some preemptive forgiveness around, you know what? Because I, I was going to a, my brother's wedding in Las Vegas, and this is like the last place on earth you're going to find a person like me yeah. wanting to go, but he's getting married there. So I had kind of like released a lot of expectations of what this weekend was going to be, because yeah. it's Las Vegas, and it's a wedding, and it's all my siblings, and a lot of drinking, and all sorts of things. But there I was with my brother-in-law, Rob, and, and the post-wedding party, and we were standing there awkwardly trying to like figure out what to say. And somehow we discovered that we both had the same favorite song. 
Really? And it was American Pie by Don McLean. Oh. And how strange is that? Yeah. You know, it was a song way back from, you know, yeah. 1972, and we were different ages. But it's it's like one of his passionately favorite songs. It's one oh. of my fa- passionately favorite songs. And somehow we stumbled into this. And then... We were so happy to have something to talk about that we talked about the song for like 20 minutes. I know, I know. And my favorite line is this. I know. I remember the first time I was when I heard, I know. Where were you when you first heard that song? Well, I was in a car with my friend Linda. Oh, I was in the bar with, you know. So we, we went on and on and on about this. And we wouldn't let it go because we knew there was actually, actually nothing else. After this, there was no other place to go in the conversation after we exhausted our favorite song. So we finally we like got to this pitch of like, I know, and so someday we'll be at a party and they'll put it on and we'll both know this is our favorite song. We'll even dance. I know. And he gives me this big hug. He goes, Mayor, we found something in common. After all these years, no one can ever take this away from us. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. And we it. laughed our butts off because we knew this was the truth. This is it. We knew this was the truth, that until such time as we were ever at a party and that song is playing, this, we probably aren't going to come up with anything else. But now, ever since that one, I've seen him. We just have this kind of funny smile on our face, and we yeah. don't talk. Really? We, we don't even try. Yeah. We just like we kind of like look at each other, and we kind of look, and there's this twinkle in our eyes, like I know you know that we don't know what to say except yeah. for that song, but okay, <laughs> you know. And we're very comfortable because I think oh. we both released our expectations that yeah. we would actually have something in common. That's great. Oh, that's it's very powerful. It's subtle and yet so powerful. <laughs> so for it's all made of a our, big difference. That's good. That's good. It's a good little example. So for our our listeners. Do you have any parting words for how they might employ preemptive forgiveness if they've been sold on the idea now? <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? Use this time of year as your opportunity to yeah. grow spiritually. It's supposed to be a spiritual time of it year. Is. Um, you know, among it's also a festive time of year and you know commercial time of year, but it is a spiritual time of year mm-hmm. for m- most religions in some way. And so let this be the time you think, okay, you know what? Let's make this for real. Let's make this unconditional love business for real. And let's just pick one person in my family to get a little clearer about and to enjoy more. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. It was All fun. Right. That's good. So and I, I want to say, yes. I have absolutely no concern that my brother-in-law is ever going to hear this. Because <laughs> he would never tune into this podcast in a million years. So well, if he did, he probably would have stopped by now. So. Yeah, yeah, he would have like after the first one. So I feel really confident that, that he doesn't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, so I just want to remind people, too, that all of the steps are on the website at forgivenesstraining.com. And all of our podcasts are there, too. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants to go to review any of the, we've done Any of our bunch. 30-something mm-hmm. podcasts, you can enjoy yourself. You can send us an email to forgivenesstraining at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. You've been listening to the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. Thanks so much to our sound engineer, Daniel Zanzow, for the Life Gets Better Now podcast. I'm Erin Warhol. And I'm Mary Hayes Greco. Thanks for joining us. You just kick that door.